to another exciting episode of uh, 48 Shades of Football. It's a special episode, isn't it, Mark? It is special. It's very special, pal. Uh, it's Lunar New Year, so it's a very special episode. Is that why? Uh, no, it's because we've done a hundred of these, well, well, excluding red, 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 uh, red button stuff. Yeah, if you don't take it, if you don't count red button, yeah, this is our hundredth podcast. So for for all of you listeners who have been there since day one, we thank you for your hundred weeks of of joy Thanks. and careful attention. Thanks, Mum. Yeah, thanks, Babs. Although, I, th- I think she's a few weeks behind at the minute. Okay, so. well, when she gets this, maybe maybe, maybe she'll catch up at the same time as John McWhorter, or, or whatever his name is. <laughs> Ian Cleverly. Okay, sorry, Ian Cleverly, yeah. Uh, so that was a, a special intro music there. It was, Paul. It was like, I mean, we've been getting kind of nostalgic, kind of like going back into, uh, you know, like 80s new romantic pop recently. That one was a little bit further back. That was uh, UK's Eurovision entry from 1977, Rock Bottom. So normally when we choose a, a Eurovision song, it's because Celtic have just crashed out of Europe, but I thought that happened a couple of months ago already. So Usually when we pick a European song, it's because Celtic have crashed out of Europe. Yeah. Really, I did not know that's how we picked them. Okay, <laughs> now, now I know I'll, I'll look forward to the next European song, yeah? But they are How are Wednesday doing anyway? Um, what, what league are you in? Anyway... <laughs> Uh, yeah, but this week's Eurovision was a kind of welcome, I guess, a kind of welcome for for some of the new players who are being who are being signed. Uh, for years, the foreigners in Korea have been, they, as we call them, Diddy Brazilians. Um, but it seems that now Korean clubs are kind of extending their tentacles a little bit further out, and we've had some Swedish players, uh, an Austrian player, uh, Cypriot, I believe, as well. So, yeah, we're beginning a, a little bit Europhiles. And you've been kissing it up to them all on, on Twitter? Uh, just one, just Big Marcus. Did he, did he follow us back? Uh, no, he didn't, so I, I've unfollowed him. <laughs> you only get a week, Chief. <laughs> he did like the tweet, though, so, hey, do you know what I mean? At least he's active. So, uh, obviously, Marcus Nilsson from come over from Sweden to yep. join Pohang. Pohang, which is quite funny because we've been slamming Pohang for, you know, basically like getting rid of all their players and I think last, maybe last week or the week before, I think I said, I reckon they could even be relegated or they would definitely be in the relegation dogfight, but it seems that they've, they've pulled out all the stops and signed a, a Swedish internationalist. One cap, it should be said, but still, that one cap is, still makes you a Swedish internationalist, right? Uh, and he's a defender, though. That he is a defender. Yeah, need a goal scorer. Um, well, I guess there's yeah, but I guess he needs to show up the back as well, right? Because they sold the goalkeeper, so so I guess maybe he's looking at maybe building up from the back. Um, but yeah, so also a Cypriot internationalist, I think I believe it was, joined Gangwon. I I, I don't even know that they still with a foreigner slot available. Uh, I just feel like they've signed everyone this season. I don't really know who, how many players that they've got anymore, right? But obviously that in itself as well means that the, you know, like the gang one land money was obviously not the only money that they were that they have, or that they were that they have accessible to, right? Talk, Access to. Talking of gang one's foreigners, I actually met one of them at the week last weekend. You did indeed, yep. Yeah. Yep, Mister. Strong. Okay. Um, it's easy for you to say. Yeah. Uh, I was quite surprised. He, he spoke better English than you do, actually. 
And yeah, maybe he can be your co-host from from next year. Yeah, <laughs> and and he was well versed in the football cliche. I tried to I tried to ask him a few subtle questions, but he kind of dodged them with very um, non-specific football cliche type answers. Well, I guess like considering the fact that he spent all of last season on the bench, maybe he he, he had to be doing something, right? So I guess he was maybe reading. Well, so, so I asked him like, do, do you think you will get more playing time at Kangwon? Could he get less? And he and he gave me a one of those stock answers about, oh, he's happy to be here, he's going to try hard, he thinks it's a better place to learn, it's going to be a good fit for him, blah, blah, blah. So then I asked him, so obviously you're not the only signing at Kangwon, they've, they've signed a lot of big-name players, do you think they've got a good chance to win the league? And he said, obviously, they just got promoted, it's going to be a tough season, but with the calibre of player they've signed, he thinks they've got a good chance of, of challenging. And it's just like listening to any kind of typical... Um, BBC advert on Match of the Day where they they spout kind of generic cliches and yeah, yeah I mean I think you you've got to agree with that I mean Gang One especially the we talk about John Book a little bit later but I think definitely when you look at it uh, looking at the players that have coming in to the K League I mean like Gang One have got to be up there with a good chance no I'm not I'm not saying that they're, they're going to win it but definitely you would definitely see them in the Championship group. Come, come uh, the split, right? You can't really see Gangwon fighting for relegation with Guangzhou or, or Incheon, right? Uh, if they are in the bottom six, you'd have to say it's all gone disastrously wrong. It would be, it would be, yeah. It would, it would, it would all have gone Pete Tong, right? Um, the thing about um, Incheon as well, I know that Incheon had a Vietnam day where they, had, where they gave away like, they got a bunch of like, those food trucks to sell four. If I pronounced that right, uh, outside the the stadium. Yeah. Do you think Gang One will do the same? Uh, the ski jump. The ski jump. Uh, I'm sure they'll look to capitalise on it. Um, obviously, the event I was at was like a, a Vietnamese embassy held Vietnamese New Year thing. Um, so, obviously, he was a big hit there with the the Vietnamese community. So. Okay. It's going to be. A, I mean, it's a shame that you know that he's not. Uh, playing for a team in Seoul because you would think a team in Seoul, you know, could could kind of maybe capitalize on, on well, his where he should be his nationality more than Gangwon, right? If they wanted to capitalize, then they should be, he should be playing in someone like Ansan or Anyang or. Oh yeah, yeah, or, that's yeah. a fair point, right? Puchon maybe. That's a fair point. Okay, um, so so yeah, so you you met him on Sunday, so he's looking forward to to the new season. I sh- shook his hand. He's looking forward to the new season. I took a photo with him. Did, did I upload the photo onto Twitter? Uh, I think he did, but I don't think he did, and it could probably have gone on the Instagram account. But anyway, um, it could have but that would have been the first photo. It's a bit, okay, it's a bit weird for the first photo. It'd be you, right? Uh, or any one, it'd be you. Um, also, he's coming in as we talked about. We said that we would mention uh, John Book. John Book have been in the news twice this week. But I guess one of them we'll talk about later. But the the second story in the news is that they're allowing or they're going to allow. Kwon Sung Tae uh, to move to Kashima Antlers, I believe it is, uh, if he wants to move, right? Um, now, they really are just collapsing, aren't they, really? They, from the team that steamrolled over everyone last year and then blew it at the last minute, like, Leonardo's gone, you know, Kwon's gone, or pot- potentially on his way. Lee's uh, gone. Yep, it kind of looks as if 
they're not going to be the force in Korean football. And, uh, unless Che Kang Hee has some huge signings up his sleeve, uh, the, the, the season's starting in a few weeks, do you know what I mean? And you, you're already thinking John Book, the John Book squad is looking pretty depleted, right? I think this season is looking like a three-way race at the moment, I think. Three, three, three and a half. Three and a half, I'd say. Chumbuk definitely weaker. Seoul slightly weaker. Suwon stronger. Yep. So I would say it's between those three teams. And maybe we'll see how Gang One go. Yeah. And we'll see how Jeju go as well. Because, I mean, Jeju. Yeah. I mean, Jeju are going to want to capitalise on the fact that they're, you know, they did a strong finish in the season last year. Um, also, the thing, like, for me, Leonardo can be replaced. Uh, you know, they, they could easily bring in you know, like a striker, you know, I think there was talk of them trying to buy some guy from um, from the Middle East, right? Okay. So they could easily bring in bring in players, but you can't just replace a keeper because of the K-Leagues. All keepers must be Korean rule, right? And there aren't really that many good Korean keepers anyway, never mind the fact that... Let me ask you a question. What chance do you think we'll see Byungji starting for for uh, Chumbuk in two months' time? Um, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Someone's got to, right? Not zero. Very low, but not zero, right? Um, I mean, I, I would say it's very low, right? But probably not zero, right? <laughs> but the thing is, like, I don't, I don't know who they, what they're going to do. That, that's the thing. Like, who are they going to sign? I mean, like, so have... I'm not linked with the guy from Sarazo. He's, he's staying... Uh, like, are they going to bring Jung back? Um, that that I mean, Kim Glory has signed a new contract down in Eland, so really there there aren't that many good keepers out there. Kim Kim Dong Jun from you know like from Songnam, okay, but he's already said that he's going to stay and fight for Songnam to get back into the classic. So yeah, I don't really know who 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 John Book are going to bring in if if Kwon definitely does go. Um, yeah, I, I think Kwon's been an important part of Chumbuk's strength in the last couple of years. Yeah. He's always impressed me with his saving ability. Um, don't like him as a person because he he's, uh, he rubs me the wrong way. But I don't really know him personally, to be honest. But but uh, yeah, I mean, he's wasn't he their captain at one point? Or isn't he their captain? I don't really know, right? No speculation, please. No speculation. If, if you okay. know a fact, say it. If you don't, then keep okay. quiet. Apologies. Um, so yeah. But talking about, you know, I did say that about them replacing Leo. I, I've just, I just read today on, on Twitter that legend Lucas Podolski was in signing talks with Vissel Kobe. Okay. Now, you've got to imagine that... What, what place did they finish last year in the J-League? Uh, somewhere. You've got to imagine that... Um, Presumably comfortably mid-table. Yeah. But surely, if Podolski's going to leave Galatasaray... And come over to Asia. Surely a Korean club could, could could put a bid in for him, right? And what that that would be an an epic replacement for Leonardo would be Podolski. I know he's aging quite a bit, but he, he would still tear this thing apart, right? Um, so, do you think that the J League is a more inviting prospect than the K League, even for players who don't really know much about Asian football? Uh. I think so because if I go back to the UK and I tell people I'm living in Korea, a lot of the time I said, "Oh, I've always wanted to visit Japan." Is mm. Korea like Japan? So Japan's at least got a, lo- 
it's got some kind of profile, right? Yeah. About uh, weird cosplay people, um, anime, food. modern technology, heated food. toilets, food. Saki. Whereas beer. Korea is all about, do you, co- do you live in North Korea or South Korea? Yeah. So, yeah, so, but hopefully, I mean, I would love to see him in, in, in the K-League. And that could just be, you know, the signing that we've been talking about for a while, you know, about potentially, you know, like a kind of big name signing coming to Korean football. Because it's never really happened, right? Did he ever overlap with Pak Jung at Arsenal? Um, maybe that's why he's not coming to Korea then, right? Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe he had an offer and he phoned up Pak Jung and Pak Jung said, no. Don't, don't bother. Don't don't come to the K League. I don't want to be here either. <laughs> okay, I guess that 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 could happen. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you you mentioned Park Too Young there. I guess uh, you'll be looking forward to seeing your new vice captain in action soon. Uh, I believe their first game, the, the the first time you see him sporting the vice captain's armband, if there is such a thing, is tomorrow. Did you say they they're playing Auckland? Yep, playing Auckland City in Hong Kong tomorrow. In the in the Hong Kong Cup. You want to go? Where? Hong Kong. Ah, uh, I can't. I've got plans. What a shame. Yeah, sorry. I paid for your first class ticket. Would you have to? Ah, can't. I've, I've ordered a pizza already. <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, are you excited to see your team back? In, I mean, you're not going, right? But are you excited to, to know that your team's back in some form of action, like a score that, that you can look for online um, or watch the game? I'm kind of a, in a little bit of trepidation about this season because obviously Adriano's left, lost a couple of key players to the army, and they haven't really done much inbound recruiting. So, well, it doesn't help when that your star striker is saying things on Twitter like "I hope you don't come." <laughs> That's not going to attract players to your club, is it? And uh, <laughs> obviously, since we did the last podcast, Hardy songs come back. Yeah, that's ex, interesting. Ex Seoul captain. Yeah. Okay. Interesting enough, they they didn't want they weren't at all interested in Kim Jin Gu, who was also an ex Seoul captain, and he's gone to Taejon. But um, uh, apparently, apparently Hardy Song's a bit unfit, so he's not going to be available. Yeah, so. that was a very interesting quote by Huang when Huang said he hasn't played a lot of football. He's not really up to speed. It's probably going to be yeah, probably April before we see him. And what? what He's not sure, not sure how he's going to cope. So it's like, why, why did you sign him then? Yeah, well, that's that was my thought. Why did you sign him? So maybe saying that he's, he he didn't sign him is a is a, a bold obvious. signing. Obviously, he didn't sign him. So it's like it's obviously he didn't sign him. I mean, anyway, yeah, just really strange. I find Huang a very interesting, intriguing person. To be perfectly honest, I don't know if he's as good a manager as I thought he was when he was at Pohang. Um, and I don't really know, uh, really, if he's uh, about his man management skills because that seems really strange to come out and say that in the media about how like, almost like playing down the fact that you've just signed back one of your star names, but, right? But Ha Ha only played for Seoul for what three years, mm-hmm. and before that he was in was he in Pohang? Was he in Ulsan? He was somewhere down south for sure. So I mean, obviously. Huang should be fairly familiar with him as a player. But, I mean, like, I, I think it is interesting because, like, I think FC Seoul were, you could say FC Seoul were probably at their best when they had, you know, like, Adi in defence, Hadi Sung in the middle and, and Dehan up front, right? <laughs> Obviously, it's impossible to bring Adi back, right? I was going to say Adriano in defence. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Obviously, it's impossible to bring Adi back, right? That's not going to happen. But you have Osmar, right? Yeah. So, it's like he's kind of recreated that that backbone of the team that 
you know, the, that was there when he pipped, pipped John Book like, the title and the, the, again, actually, with a couple of weeks of the season left, right? Um, so I think maybe the Soul fans must be really happy about Hack coming back. Yeah, but I think I mentioned last week that Soul fans always want some ex-brilliant player back Yeah. without realising that they're five years older and but the big years one, slower. And I mean, the big one's going to be a thing, right? The big one Key. coming back is going to be... Key? Lee Jung Young. Lee Jung Young. It's going, to, it's, it's going to happen. Maybe not this season, but it's going to happen. I reckon he'll come back at some point and put in a in a season or two. But yeah, it's going to happen. Hundred percent, it's going to happen. And Key has said himself that he will come back, and like before he's he's like too old, he he will come back and play. He didn't say he would come back and play at, at Seoul, but he does hit Seoul once. He's not really got the chickens. That's for certain. Um, okay, but um, I mean, uh, obviously the. Hard coming back in sent Takahagi the other way to Tokyo. Yeah, if it was you, which would which of the two would you rather have? Uh, you already know my opinion on that one. I'm as a as a non soul fan. I'm happy to see Takahagi leave. Can Can you interpret that for our our listeners? <laughs> yeah, that that didn't really make much sense, did it? I think Takahagi is probably like one of your best players. You'd be better, like, when he when when we when Sonam like when we were playing. So, uh, Takahagi was a guy that I feared most. Him and that, that Sejong boy who could have scored against us every single game. Did you say John? Yeah. But I think Takahagi is a, phen- is a phenomenal player. He lost the plot in the cup final, and I think he's been sold because he lost the plot in the cup final. Uh, but I think other than, than, than that moment of madness in the cup final, um, I think he's by far one of your better players. And I think you have a proven player who I think is a really good player. And you've had the son who might come back and repeat his, his heroics of like three years ago. Uh, I think it's a, I think it's a dumb move. But, I mean, Takahagi, he he always gives his best, right? He's always very committed. Um, he scored a couple of decent goals, and he's had a, a, a uh, an absolute shed load of wayward shooting. Hade Song was a guy that shined for one season, was was about to be bought overseas, decided to. Like promised to stick around for one season and wasn't at all interested during that, that last season. Yeah. So he's gone away, he's fulfilled his ambition of playing abroad, he's come back. Uh, what, I'm not quite convinced how much his heart's in it. So, but Yeah, that, that, that's what I'm saying. I think he, he offloaded Takahagi, who I think has proven that he can cope, you know, like in the K-League and, and with FC Seoul and bring back a guy who, yeah, who couldn't get away quick enough, basically. And the hope that he repeats the, the. I mean, what's he done as well? I mean, they, what has had his son really done in China and in Japan, right? He's been no, away three years. Three years, two in China, one in Japan. But he's not played. He didn't play much in Japan, right? I believe he didn't play a lot for Tokyo, yeah. And he didn't play much Tokyo? in his in his second season in China, which is why he's offloaded to Japan. The first season he was sort of there or thereabouts, but. I mean, it's a little bit of a strange one because his his offloading it has. Him being offloaded from, from, from China also coincided with the Chinese millions, right? right. So it, it, it's really tough to say, did he really flop or was he just being punted so that they could bring up, you know, because they were bringing big names, you know, like bigger names in, right? Mm. So it, it's a little bit tough to say. I don't really know. But as far as I'm aware, he didn't really do a whole lot for, for, for in his time in Japan. And I think... But, it's but, but he was he was in China. He was in Beijing, right? And and they weren't one of the teams that was signing like multi million mm, that's a good point, s- yeah. stars. So okay. So um, so you're not really over the moon that you have him back then, right? 
Um, I'm kind of in two minds about it because when he was here, I, I liked him as a player most of the time. Mm-hmm. But there was a definite decline in form when he was sort of itching to go abroad. So I think we're going to see what, where his mind is at now. So I, d- I do remember him scoring a world-class goal in the super match. And if only there was a podcast or a Twitter account out there that could find highlights of goals that you request and put them on their Twitter feed. Uh, if it, I would, if it, it doesn't it, exist, you should make it. Yeah, maybe we'll try, right? I, d- I do remember the ball falling to him and then volleying it f- from the edge of the box. It was a beautiful goal. Anyway, um, so uh, also the only other update that, that we have on friendlies is the fact that Dejan uh, are playing today or tomorrow. In Murcia, in Spain. In Spain, okay. A place famous for its vegetables. Okay. And that's what I have to say. I also saw that Spurs are in Spain this week. <coughs> Spurs are in Spain this week. Spurs are in Barcelona. And obviously also with Spurs is uh, Song Hyung min uh, who was treated to a, a, a lovely little prank by, by his teammates during the week. They found... Found they bumped into uh, a Korean girl. They called up the local <laughs> cat house. I'm not sure what happened, but they bumped into a Korean girl. Uh, took her around Barcelona, posed for some selfies, and then took her back to their hotel room. To their hotel, not room. Sorry, sorry, their hotel, and surprised Son by her knocking on the door and her saying hi. Son's retort, uh, unfortunately, cannot be broadcast on a family podcast. But it was the verbal equivalent of what what's his Chad Evans did. Yes. Uh, also, if Max Clifford is listening to the podcast, I don't think there's a story there, Max. So <laughs> don't bother con- contacting the Spurs guys about it. Um, but yeah, so they pranked him. It's, he, he seems to really be, really have gelled into that team. Like, um, I do see Spurs' official Twitter feed was saying that he's he's been you know a breath of fresh air. He's become a, a, a kind of pivotal key key player in the Spurs team. And that does go to prove me completely and utterly wrong. And he, and he has got that, uh, that London slang down to a T, right? Yeah, well, we did the way he said that word anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I thought Son would have flopped at Spurs. What do I know about football? I think he's done, scored some important goals. He's generally quite well liked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the Spurs Twitter feed is they, they can't get enough of him. They're always. They, they, because, you know. They, there's quite a lot of Son fans out there, uh, generally females, um, and yeah, they, the Spurs Twitter feed seems to have him um, on their feed quite a lot. So a fair play to the guy. So when he comes back for the next international game, should we, should we try and prank him with uh, uh, some lardy English teacher? Well, I, I was thinking maybe, yeah, maybe find some cockney, right, knock on his hotel room door, <laughs> and he can say that word again, right? Interestingly, like uh, it was all over her, her uh, Instagram. So I think she went from like ten followers to ten thousand. One of which might be me. Anyway, um, so you'll keep us updated. I'll keep you updated if you get if if Son pranks her or she pranks Son again. Okay. Because uh, I'm sure there was a whole lot of pranking going on. Um. So I guess we talked earlier about John Book, and I did allude to there being two two John Book stories in, in this week's podcast. One of which we were we were screwed by doing the podcast a little bit early last week, right? Yep. So that's why we kept it as late as possible this week, right? A bit, a bit too late. <laughs> but, yeah, a bit too late, right? Uh, so the big news during the week was that uh, John Book have 
in fact been kicked out of the ACL. Something that uh, we on the podcast guaranteed and predicted with our, our inside knowledge would definitely happen. Because we, <coughs> we definitely said that 99 problems but the ACL ain't one for our closing, <laughs> our outro last week. Exactly, yeah. So we knew it was coming. Uh, so if you guys want any any like update and information on, on Korean football, just come and listen to our podcast. We have a source at the KFA. We do indeed. And it's clearly not the Twitter because we've been blocked. We've been blocked again. Um, it should be noted that we... That I have been commenting, several people have said, I thought you said there was no chance of him, of John Book being kicked out. I was like, yeah, what do we know? Um, so John Book have been kicked out, Osan have been put in their place. Interestingly... Uh, no, Jeju have been put in, in John Book's oh, okay. place. Okay, fair, fair point, Paul. So Jeju have been put in John Book's place, and Osan have been promoted and put into uh, Jeju's place. So your alternative facts were wrong. But, yes, yes. But I do like Trumpton Town. Um... <laughs> Interesting. That is not what uh, Adelaide wanted. Adelaide actually wanted the Koreans not to get the, the fourth team in. I can't really. I don't really know. Adelaide wanted it to be. Ah, yeah. They wanted it to be two of the teams from the qualifying round, right? Right. So, so they wanted it to be. So the team that basically the Australian team knocks out. I, I thought they wanted Chumbo kicked out. They would accept Cheju moving up. And then whoever, but they didn't want Ulsan to come in in their place. Yeah, they wanted so whoever Jeju would have played in the preliminary round, they wanted them just to go straight in, which uh, we'll talk about in a minute because it's been confirmed who that would be. Okay. So they basically wanted so whoever would have met Jeju, yeah, and uh, the in the qualifiers, Adelaide wanted them put straight into the to the um to the group to, to the group yeah. with which would be Suwon's group. Um, well, it would have been Jeju's group. Old Jeju or new Jeju? Uh, old Jeju, Old San's group now. Uh, well, you assume Old San are going to get through against whoever they're going to play against. Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. Right, that's what it would have been, right? Because if they wanted Jeju oh, yeah. in John Book's place, then they wanted the team that Jeju were going to play right. to get promoted, so that would be in the Old San's group. Which is if, 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 as long as Osan win, yes, fair point, yeah. Okay, my bad. So you said that that's been sorted out. Is indeed. So you know who Osan are going to play in the, in the next round of the playoffs. Yep, and amazingly, incredibly, Hanoi TNT will not be getting scudded by a Korean team for the fourth year in a row, like I predicted, as Kitchi uh, beat them three two on Wednesday evening. Um, the other game that we talked about last week. Um, was Global versus uh, Tampines, Tampines Rovers. The Mighty Stags. The Mighty Stags. Global won that game uh, by two goals to nil. So Global will now face Brisbane Roar uh, next week, next Tuesday actually. In Australia? In Australia, yes. The first ever Filipino team to be in, in, the, in the ACL groups, or you know, in this stage, uh, won their, their first game. So yeah, so... Fair play global. It's hoping they can go to uh, Brisbane. Maybe we'll both see them in, in, in the group, right? Is there no Indian team this year? Uh, yeah, the, the Indian teams are playing in, in West Asia this season. <coughs> so then the team that, that is getting, I guess, knocked out, or then the team that, that is in is uh, Bengaluru FC. Uh, they will be playing uh, Al Wadat. From Jordan? From Jordan, yeah. Mm. Uh, so they'll be playing them. Uh, they are the Jordanian champions. And you said that um, 
Uh, you said that Global are going through to play Brisbane. Yep, Global we'll playing Brisbane. And Kitchi. Kitchi will be travelling to Ulsan to play. Well, we assume uh, to play Ulsan, right? Uh, on 7th of February. It, it should so, be noted that even though we've said, even though we, that we have said that John have been kicked out, they do have the chance to appeal. But And they, they did say they would appeal, right? They, they said that they would appeal, but they're. So what's happened, it's really strange, right? So they're going to appeal to the court for arbitration of sport, right? Yeah. But the ACL created this new uh, group called oh, the EPA or something, right? Which is like the entry audit group, right? Entry adjudication yeah. something. And they have now said, EAC, right? And they have now said that they're... That, so they created them so that they were set aside from the, the CES, right? So, so John Boot are going to appeal to the CES, but there's no way it's going to be overturned. I, 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 I know we said it wouldn't happen, and now I'm going to say it won't be overturned, but I don't think it will be overturned. It may be overturned, but not, not in time to be reinserted. Yeah, so... That's what she said. That's what she said. So I don't really know... So at this point in time, Kitchi are travelling to Osan. If it was overturned and everything was put back... Then Kitchi would then have to but, change their flights and travel to Jeju. Has the Kitchi match not been brought forward a week? Because Kitchi is like round two of the. Yeah, it was brought forward from. So they were originally going to play next week, next Tuesday, and it was brought forward to this Wednesday. So they're going to try and screw over Chumbuk, make sure that they, they can't be reinserted. You could, but that's how you could view it, right? I, I saw on Twitter that the, the this EAC that made the decision to kick Chumbuk out was actually formed up including one member who used to be the chairman of Adelaide. That's correct, yeah. Are you saying there's some shenanigans going on there? Uh, I think you'll find I did say that. <laughs> yes. Um, I think my quote was, uh, integrity come out of every orifice, I think was what I tweeted. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the co- <laughs> Adelaide complained, ex-Adelaide chairman on the board. Uh, Adelaide are the only ones who benefit from this, right? No one else benefits from this other than Adelaide, right? If you view the fact that Jeju... Historically, on paper, are way worse than 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 John Book on paper, right? Now the fact is, Jeju have 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 invested a lot and have bought a few good players, and John Book have sold all their good players. And John Book have sold all the good players. So actually, if either they just shut their face, they might have actually ended up being in a better position. All I can say, as a fan of the K League, I hope Jeju spanked them in both games. So this week coming up, there's round two of the preliminaries. Yep. Um, obviously mentioned. Global versus versus Brisbane. Yep, or Bris- Brisbane versus Global. Yep. What else is there? Uh, <coughs> in the East Region, we have uh, Bangkok versus Johor Darul Tazim. The Malaysian champions. Oh, so I thought that was that basketball player that, that was in the Bruce Lee movie. Um, uh, Sukhothai versus Yad- Yadan Narbon. The Myanmar team. Yep. And as we said, Brisbane Roar versus Global, yeah? And that's all happening on Wednesday? It's all happening on the 31st of January, Tuesday. Uh, yeah, Tuesday, okay. It's, it's all happening on Tuesday, yeah? So, predictions? Home in, home in, home in? Okay, perfect. <laughs> Theoretically, the, the, the stronger league gets to play at home, so it should yeah. be three home wins. It should be three home wins, right? Um, it should be said as well that the Kitchi Hanoi TNT game actually went to uh, extra time. Okay. And yeah, Kitchi won at three two an extra time. So, okay. Okay. Just so you know as well. Uh, also, the other game in the West region is Nazaf Karashi versus Al Hid. 
so that's the Uzbekistan team at home against the Bahrainian team. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. So uh, again, probably just going to go for uh, home win in that one, I guess as well. Okay. Uh, speaking of when games are being played, Paul, you will be interested to know if you don't already that um, the Key League have eventually, finally announced the challenge fixtures, the, the challenge, all the fixtures, okay. but especially interesting ones are, are, are the opening day fixtures, and if there's a random fixture generating machine, then it's not in Korea. Um, <laughs> so Songnam are at home to Busan, like the two ex-K League teams. That's a tough one. Okay, it's like a huge opener, right? The, the two ex-Classic teams. Uh, that will be played on the 4th of March. Uh, the other game on that day will be Ansan versus Deja. Okay. Ansan being the new Ansan against Dejan being the old Dejan. Uh, on the 5th of March, we will have Anyang versus Suwon FC. Yep. Uh, Butchon versus Seoul Eland. And Gyeongnam versus Asan. So obviously you'll be at, you'll be at Songnam on the Saturday. I'll be at Songnam on the Saturday and probably, probably I'll go to Butchon on the Sunday. Not Mate. Seoul. Uh, who's opening on Sunday? So on. Super match, right? Yeah. The thing is, I did actually want to go down to Guang to Goyang's. To, not Goyang, obviously that would be completely pointless. Uh, I did want to go down to Gangwon's first game, but I'm not going to miss Songnam versus Busan, obviously. You want to go to Gangwon on the, the week after, which is against Seoul? Yeah, let's go. Second, second week. Yeah, but I'll be able to convince the wife for that one, won't I? I'll, I'll drive. If you drive, I'll be, I'll, I'll be able to go no problem. Do you know that I've actually never been? I don't think you have a car. I do have a car. I've never been in your car, I've never seen your car, but I have seen your cat. So there you go. I think maybe that's what you have. You have, um, no, you have nothing to offer me in my car. Strange enough, there are challenge games on um, the weekend of June 10th. Just a random, a, a, a random game there. A random week, let's say. God damn it, I was planning to go somewhere that weekend. Yeah, I was planning to do a live podcast from... Uh, from I, th- I think we should do like a, like a, an outside Park broadcast, I think. A good park is next Sunday, right? I, th- I think that's a really good park. Yeah. Um, but so the, there actually are fixtures on just that random weekend. So just to go through those fixtures. So so which teams are being paired together that weekend? Uh, so the well the pairings the 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 star pairing that weekend um, is uh, so we have Butchon versus So Eland at seven pm, <laughs> and I guess guess I'm going there straight after. Uh, the live I, podcast. I, I vow that that's going to be a, a draw. Uh, I agree with you as well. Um, what else? Uh, also, Anyang versus Busan. <coughs> do you think that will be an, an away win? I do. Um, I, I, we also on the on the eleventh on the day on, on the day after the tenth, um, we have Ansan versus Gyeongnam. I guess Ansan now kind of being divorced from the police team. Um, that will be an interesting game. Ansan, what, what time to kick off for that? Uh, it's a seven pm as well. So that'll be their first night together. It will be, but obviously, with that being a new team, you would, you would imagine that by this time, by the middle of the season, the honeymoon period will be over, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, also, on that's the game on a Sunday. On the Monday, there are two evening kickoffs. There are Dejon versus uh, Suwon FC on Monday the 12th. Will you need permission to go to that? Uh, no, because Songnam are playing Asan. Okay. 
uh, at Tanchon at 8pm on Monday, June 12th. Um, so... Are you going to propose that I go to that as well when we uh, do a live podcast? I, I propose that we do go to that on a live podcast, yeah. I do, I do propose that that could be a good idea. Uh, if you give me a ring, I'll think about it. Give me a ring nearer the time, I'll think about it. Okay, uh, I'll, see what I, I'll, I'll see what I can do, yeah? If that's in the summer, that must be about time for a good friend of the podcast, Jamie's uh, annual visit to Korea. Uh, I think it will be, yeah. He's yeah, a top right. bloke. He's a, I'm looking forward to seeing him again. Yeah, top, he's the best top, man. Top yeah, best man I know. Okay. Nah, he's, he, he is definitely one of the best man I know. Definitely, yeah. So, uh, some, some of them will be wearing their black kits. Yep, I think uh, Ulsan's, Ulsan's kit is U- white. Ulsan? Ulsan? Asan. Asan. That sounds like someone from, from like, the south of England, yeah? Asan John. Yeah, uh, their home kit was green, but I think their away kit was white. I, th- I think it's white, yeah. As Billy Idol said, it's a great day for a white wedding. It is indeed, yeah. It is indeed. And I guess, uh, I guess at that by by that point in time, I'm hoping that Wang Yijo is topping the uh, goal scoring charts, and maybe he'll be getting groomed for a, a return to the, the national team as well. Uh, I'm not sure that that the uh, that Uli is com- completely convinced about him, but maybe uh, someone else will be hitched up to the national team by then. You think so? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Maybe Wang's marriage to the national team is finished then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I guess. It, we discussed earlier about it was the hundredth podcast, the hundredth episode. We did debate doing a clip show, right? But we did, but we, we have thought, put out mainly original material. So I thought instead of doing a clip show, let's uh, how about we do our three favourite moments? Yeah. So okay. the, so we've been doing this for two years now. Yeah. Um, for two seasons, two years. Have have you want have you want to view? Did start with Stevie. By the way, shout out to Stevie losing thirty kilos. Um, well done. Fair play. If you still listen to the podcast, Stevie, well done. No, there's no joke this time. I'm being serious. You said you weren't going to accept it until he sent a photo of it. Yeah, I don't accept it, but he's been he's been tweeting Dan Harris constantly about it, so I'm going to assume that he's not lying. So when the uh, when the podcast Twitter account came and talked about going into a the, the gym and having a hardcore workout because of Dan Harris, that was actually Stevie, was it? <laughs> it was Stevie, yeah, yeah, it was Stevie. It wasn't me. It wasn't me sitting there tweeting from the gym. <laughs> Anyway, so Paul, over the two years, what would you say that this thing? What is your favourite goal that you've seen since the podcast started? Favourite goal? Yeah. What's the favourite goal that you've seen since um, the podcast started? Uh, that's a tough question, um, but I think I'm going to have to say the third goal that Seoul scored in Kashima in okay. the ACL final group match, because obviously the, the satellite feed cut, conked out, so a lot of Seoul fans didn't know it was happening. But you were there. I was there and went absolutely mental because it was a very important goal. Okay. Okay, sweet. Um, yeah. Uh, yourself? Uh, for me, it was a tough choice between two goals. Uh, but I think either Kim Hyun's goal uh, against Suwon last year, the, From beyond the, the longest ever K-League goal, yep. or the furthest ever K-League goal. Fluke. Whatever. But I think it's got to go for the moment that was literally an amazing moment. It was Park Yong-ji. World-class strike against FC Seoul and Sangam. Fluke. Destroying the hoodoo of Songnam, having never won in Seoul World Cup Stadium. We've it, now won there twice, but anyway. And he never did anything before or after, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, and he's been punted to... I want to say Jeju, but no, it's not. He did not go to... 
I want to say Kang, Kang one, but I don't think it was that either. Yeah, Somewhere, but he's... It's a downward step, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he's left anyway, yeah? Okay, so that's your favourite go of the podcast. What would you say then, Paul, that what's been like, your favourite away trip? Because everyone talks about away days, away trips. What's been like, your favourite away trip? Um, I, I did actually kind of half tempted to say the, the, the trip to Japan, but a, a certain Bosnian <laughs> psycho kind of made it a little bit less enjoyable than it would have been. The football was great, but... The uh, companions. Obviously, you're in Japan at the same time, right? Yeah. If you and me had gone to the uh, stuck to our original plan of going to both games together, yeah, I think that would have been a legendary trip. Yeah. Uh, and it would probably be right up there. But I'm going to say, during the two years of the podcast, my favourite away trip was, uh, I guess I can't look beyond last week, last year's last league match of the season. Yeah. Going down to Chumbuk, winning the league in their patch, stealing off them basically. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, the, the game itself wasn't that great, but. Overall, the the meaning of that of that game was pretty significant. So, okay. Uh, yourself, uh, I guess you're going to choose Songnam's relegation match. Uh, not quite. Uh, again, because of a certain Bosnian. Um, I guess, like for me, uh, as you said, it's kind of difficult to look beyond that that Japan trip. It was my first and my only uh, overseas trip with Songnam. I've made plenty with Celtic. Uh, and I wanted to kind of go and see what, what it was like. You kind of do the same thing with the Korean team. Uh, I went to Osaka for a couple of days, so I think that that would be it. I think it, it would be tough to say you look beyond that Osaka trip. It's just being, it was just a legendary two-day drink fest that was just amazing. But what was the real result of that game? Uh, we, we lost 2-1. Uh, Osaka scored a goal in the... 95th minute after Wang Yijou had given Osaka uh, had given Songnam the lead they pretty early. Because um, like for me, like if I think about, I've been to obviously all all the most of the most of the K League Classic and Challenge grounds in Korea, but best games I think probably looking at going going over to Sydney for the the ACL semi final uh, game in Japan game in the, the obviously the ACL final in Guangzhou which preceded the podcast. Yep. So yeah, I would have to agree with you that the uh, ACL games. Something special, I think. Yeah, they're, they're pretty. They're if, all... if you do them independently. Yeah. If you go on the bloody club tour, oh, no, just yeah, like yeah. fly in, watch the game, fly out again. That's yeah. It. yeah. I mean, I was in Osaka for two days. Like, I met a friend uh, over there the first day, second day. Like, I, I, I hung out with all the Songnam boys. It was just, a, it, was just a, it was an epic trip. Like sitting, sitting drinking sake at three o'clock in the morning. You know, like we a bunch of like I don't know the Japanese word for ajushi, but you know, like a bunch of ajushis. Like uh, it, it was an it was an it was an amazing an amazing trip. Second to to, to that trip actually was the trip down to Jeju, uh, <laughs> when we went to see Seoul and Jeju. Yeah, that, that was a pretty class class trip as well. Uh, but but yeah, the Osaka one wins it for me. Of course, uh, Jeju is mostly renowned as a honeymoon island. Um, Solar down there July this year. Will you will you join us again? Gary will be back in town. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, when in July? Uh, I want to say the 14th, Bastille Day. I believe I'll be in uh, Malaysia visiting a friend who's getting married. Uh, okay. Bad timing. <laughs> okay. Okay, and I guess, Paul, obviously we're talking about this is the podcast. What is, what would you say would be your favourite podcast moment? Two years of us doing, doing the show, uh, lots of... You know, like highs, lows, and everything else. Uh, what would you say is like has been your favourite moment uh, since the podcast began? 
And episode three cannot be named as a moment. <laughs> that <laughs> was a blip. That was, that was a, a, a wart on the arse of a podcast history. Episode three, the greatest episode ever recorded. Uh, if I think about where we started, like episode one, we didn't know what we were doing. Yep. We didn't know how to edit anything. Or that, that was the podcast with us clearly audibly opening cans of beer in the background. Yep. Et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> And I think now we've we've kind of got it down to a, a fine tee. It's not. It's probably not the best quality podcast in the world, but it's uh, it's the best quality Korean football podcast in the world so far. So far, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Um, if you want me to look back at the hundred episodes and pick a, a favourite moment, um, obviously we don't do much planning week to week. We have a kind of a, a ten minute chat before the podcast mm-hmm. about what's happened in the last week, and sometimes. When we're we're sort of riffing away, things fall into place perfectly, and I think at that time when Korea were playing Lebanon, yeah. and we wanted to find. A, I know you're going with this already. <laughs> we wanted to find a was it an intro and outro? I can't remember if it was an intro and outro. No, I think it was an outro, right? It was an outro. So we sort of said, we've got to do something. The only football news there is this week is this Korea versus Lebanon game. So we've got to find something. So, so we just chucked out the idea. What is there anyone like any famous Lebanese music? So let's go into YouTube input. Like Lebanese music, <coughs> and what was the first thing that came out? Les Bintos, <laughs> or el, something. El, el Bint, el el, bint. El, el bint, el Lebiani, or something like that. Yeah, it's like Lebanese bints. So that that was that uh, that was the outro, and we just cracked up laughing, and and yeah. and, and, and obviously, I mean, obviously, we like to have a, a massive following of thousands and thousands of listeners who are listening to us talk talk smartly and succinctly about K League, but in reality, it's just. Instead of you and me getting together in a bar and chatting about what's happening last week, we, we get together somewhere else and talk about it, record it, and put it up there for whoever's interested to listen. Um, obviously, we're never going to become media moguls by doing this, but it's, it's been a lot of fun over the last two years. And yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think, yeah, they, for me, there's several moments that kind of uh, come up immediately. Um, and I actually... One of them was when we used to... Um, I actually both involve Stevie, uh, ex-host and podcast founder Stevie. Well, co-founder, I should say, not founder. Um, I, the first one was when we agreed that Stevie was probably the bearer of the hosts because uh, he, he was kind of... He took it a little bit more seriously. Um, and so on the first show after Stevie was the new host... Uh, no one knows this, but we we actually did the the um, the the introductions uh, twelve times. As Stevie kept saying, "Welcome to another edition of Forty Eight Shades of Football Poopcast," and he couldn't stop saying "Poopcast" <laughs> instead of "Podcast." And that's something with one of my favourite moments. But I think my ultimate favourite moment was the time <laughs> that I <laughs> I gave a preview of what I thought would be the score in Jeju versus Guangzhou <laughs> the week after the game was played and still got it wrong. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and Steve was like, that was last week, Mark, and I still got the score wrong, even though it was up on the screen. <laughs> so, yeah, so probably probably my preview of, the, of, of that Jeju game was my ultimate favourite moment on the podcast, yeah? I think over the course of 100 episodes, we've put out a lot of crap. Um, I think we we've also helped some of our fringe fans get more into K League and keep up with things that they're maybe not uh, well not so knowledgeable about. Yep. 
Um, and obviously, we don't take it that seriously. We just meet together, record for an hour or so, don't do much editing, whack it up with a bit of music at the front and the end, have a couple of beers before, during or after. But I think the, also, the other thing I want to say is that the episode where we interviewed Dan Harris yeah. showed that if we had the credentials, we could do a, a decent... The, the credentials and the time, we could do a decent podcast regularly. Yep. So if we can just figure out how to get those media passes, <laughs> we can do these. <laughs> those, are, those are media passes, yeah? Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. And, like, uh, it's been 100 episodes. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, it's not going to stop. Like, uh, it's going to keep happening. Um, and, yeah, hopefully, you know, the, the people that tune in do actually enjoy it as much as we enjoy making it. Um, as long as it gets me out of a weekly phone call with Babs. I'll keep doing it. And as long as it gets me uh, closer in contact with Babs. <laughs> mm. Can you edit that bit out? <laughs> mm. If you write it down. If you write it down. Okay, sweet. So I guess, yeah, 100 episodes. Uh, outro music going to be 100 desk, Paul? Yes. Okay, sweet. Well, not for, not for the first time. Take it away, Paul. <laughs>